you ever get into a situation where you it triggers a really big, uh, strong emotional reaction in you, which then creates a strong verbal outburst, which then creates a large sense of guilt after the fact, which then creates a desire for change, which really feels impossible. Well, maybe not. Let's see what we can do. are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD and comorbid depression symptoms. I'm your host, Russ Jones, author of Descending to the Top, believer that you can actually have a smile in your life despite this diagnosis. So let's make some sense out of this struggle. Let's learn some stuff. Let's laugh at some stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, here's some stuff. Hey, everybody. How you doing? You feeling good today? All right, let's go. Thanks for stopping into the podcast today. Hello, everybody. Emotional regulation. That's the topic. It's not something that people with ADHD are proficient at. Dopamine, that crazy bastard of a neurotransmitter. It's not only responsible for motivation to get things done, but it also plays a part in how we regulate emotions. We don't do a very good job at that now, do we? No, we don't. Historically, I have not. I've had some real doozies. Let me ask you this. Have you ever had a strong emotional reaction to something that someone says and it compelled you to offer a piece of your mind, but before you offered that piece, you checked in with your emotion, you got in touch with what triggered you, you weighed out the pros and cons of offering your peace of mind, and then, you know, prior to talking, you measured your words carefully so to make sure they they would not build to a negative consequence and they were received in the manner intended. Have you ever done that? Oh, me either. Emotional regulation? What? I'm more in line with somebody saying something. My stomach drops, my heart races, I feel wronged, and I express it impulsively with maybe like, what the fuck? Or, what a crock? Or, are you fucking kidding me? Or, come on, really? All of these are just merely declarations, you know, of confusion, disbelief, judgment. Doesn't really further a dialogue, it just sort of creates a scene If you're like me, then historically, I would typically have two modes here. One where I declared, are you fucking kidding me? And one where I shove it all down, I say nothing, and then I stew on it. Or I purge my feelings to someone else later. You wouldn't believe what they said. I can't believe it. Why do they hate me? Oh my gosh. If we have a dopamine issue, slash ADHD, this is all normal for us. You might call us highly sensitive. You know, we get hit with an emotion, and then that emotion seems to become our hyper-focus because it's so prevalent and in our face, right? It's an immediate, mega, urgent problem, which is exactly what we need in order to do stuff. This mega-negative emotion, it's urgent. Oh boy, here we go. And so we ruminate. We focus everything on that emotion. We just keep throwing gasoline on it, and it stays this raging fire. And because it's in us, and it's real, it becomes a logical place to communicate from. I mean, I'm I'm fully rejected right now, and it's 100% real, and everything in my body is saying to tell you to go to hell, and that feels so real. Wouldn't it be great if we could regulate our emotions better? That would be so cool, you know? And this kind of a podcast, it's it's a bit touchy because it's not really an A plus B equals C kind of a thing. You know, I divide this topic into a couple of categories. There's like the shit that we want to change, and then there's the shit that we don't want to change. You know, and I'm sorry for calling it shit, but 
negative emotions, you know, they're pretty shitty. They're pretty shitty. The thing I've come to realize with this work uh, on ourselves, it's less about trying to stop something from happening in the first place. That's just not realistic. That's more of a long game. That's where we we create these ongoing practices, maybe of meditation or we do yoga or something calming so that our general demeanor is more chill, you know, more chillaxed. But I've been meditating for over 20 years and I still have highly charged emotional responses to things. So in my view, perhaps this work, it's not about prevention. It's more about self-awareness sooner. I have this ridiculously intense emotion. This emotion tornado touches down and I'm going to be swept away by it and realize that it's happening while I'm flying 500 feet off the ground and after I've already caused destruction. Or, hey, maybe I can notice right as it's happening and I can duck and cover and watch this emotional tornado pass by without being swept up in it. For us folks with ADHD, we don't know the emotional tornado hit us oftentimes until we're already fully consumed by it. We typically experience the tornado and then when the emotion passes, we're doing damage control. We're like, oh God, I'm so, I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I did that. And the shame and the guilt and oh, blah. It's not fun. Chemically now, this is what's happening. This is science time. Welcome, everybody. Get on your lab coats. There's a trigger. Our body releases the stress chemicals that create the emotion, and those chemicals are in our system. And according to Dr. Jill Bolt-Taylor, neuroscientist, these chemicals last in the system no more than 90 seconds. So technically, based on that one trigger, if nothing else happened and we stopped thinking about things, that emotion would dissipate after 90 seconds. But here's an interesting fact that can help us. We ruminate after that initial burst. After our body drinks that emotional cocktail of chemicals, we hyper-focus on this new exciting, you know, even though it's negative, this exciting stimulus. And why wouldn't we? We this we have ADHD, urgent chaotic problems. That's our jam, man. It's what we do. And by ruminating, we just keep drinking the drink. The brain's like, oh, wow. Okay. We're going to stay here. Well, then I'll just, I'll leave the faucet on. I'll just keep that stuff pouring in. If we were somehow able to completely stop dwelling, then scientifically, according to Dr. Jill Bolt-Taylor, that emotion would dissipate. It's kind of like a rock hitting the water, right? So it creates all those ripples. And then after 90 seconds, the ripples would be gone. Be smooth, smooth, silky water. Ruminating is like a nonstop slew of rocks reminding us over and over and over again, playing the same loop over and over and over again so that we are abundant with an ever-increasing massive amount of ripples. So how do we stop thinking about it to stop those ripples? And I think that there's something to be said about recognizing when you're experiencing an intense emotion and then having enough self-awareness to remove yourself from it. And oftentimes, in my experience, once the feeling is recognized, then I can get to doing the work of pulling out of the situation so that I can deal with it. It's a level of accepting who we are, right? If we know that we struggle to regulate our emotions, then rather than trying to be a normie, you know, white knuckling through an emotional situation, I know my emotions would completely cloud my judgment. And so I have to get a grip on my emotions first. An example of this would be like, let's take a, a work example. Like, let's say my boss, I have a boss, his name's Tom, and Tom tells me that the report I turned in on the business projections for the fiscal year didn't adequately take into account the third quarter earnings, and I'm gonna need to submit this. And I'm like, fuck you, Tom. You know I'm going on vacation. That's how I feel inside. 
And I'm screaming that internally, even though he hasn't even finished his statement. I've already thrown rocks into the pool and the ripples are rippling. Even though I may have neglected those third quarter earnings, I'm all reaction. And I'm creating dramatic internal scenarios based on this reaction where he's just, he's out to get me. He's going to ruin my vacation. Because of our ADHD, we may be unable to regulate our emotions enough to have a positive outcome here. Where a normie might feel that initial feeling, uh, but while standing there, you know, listening to Tom, be able to regulate, able to concentrate on the rest of what Tom has to say. And then after 90 seconds, the emotion dissipates and they're able to come up with a resolution, maybe appealing to Tom's sense of generosity while owning up to a mistake that that might be wise here, where a simple ask of, oh, gosh, gee, Tom, I can't believe I missed those third quarter earnings. I'm going to, you know, I'm going on vacation. Is it possible that I can get those back to you first thing when I get back or do you need them right away? And then a potential solution happens. These moments aren't usually afforded to us because we're screaming through an internal tornado. We're like, ah, oh my God, this is an injustice like I've never felt before. Ah. And it's, it's just a report. I missed something on a report. It's probably not the end of the world. The fix for this stuff typically starts with self-awareness. You're aware enough to know that you're feeling a strong emotion. And then full acceptance, right? Accepting that you've been triggered, accepting that it happened, accepting yourself in the moment, accepting that you now have an emotion tornado inside of you, you know, just, you know, we're just accepting in general here. And this falls under the ADHD big brother category of, you know, be cool with yourself. Your waters are rippling. Okay. That's your current reality. For me personally, I'll take, oh, let's kick it up a notch from here. I do my best in those uh, cases, if I can catch myself to just turn on listening mode. Because uh, when I'm listening, I'm not talking. I'm not potentially making anything worse. And so I'll go into listening mode. Because in the moment, I'm self-aware enough to know that I got a big emotion to work through. I'm either livid or I'm sad or whatever. And in my best of days, I can walk away from that moment and then get perspective. For me and a lot of us that have uh, rejection-sensitive dysphoria, which is a common ADHD bedfellow, it takes time and there's a longer process to break out of this loop, which creates those ongoing emotion ripples. So by removing myself from the situation, I'll then turn to the, you know, the cognitive behavioral therapy uh, thought records, which I've, you know, I've talked about a number of times in this uh, podcast. Or maybe I'll make some cognitive behavioral therapy worksheets. Do you guys want some cognitive behavioral therapy worksheets? <laughs> Let me know. You know what? If you guys, hey, if you're, if you're interested in them, Send me an email. If you, you it's Russ at ADHDBigBrother.com or you can connect with me through the ADHD Big Brother website. If enough of you are into it, be like, hey man, um, I heard you talking about cognitive behavior therapy talk records. I think I might want to try some of that. And you have to ask me in that way. Like you're from the down bayou. Tell me what, I'll try that. If you if enough of you respond, I'll totally get those made and I'll email them back to you. The, it's uh, like cognitive behavioral therapy thought records are awesome, but there's plenty of stuff out there. Like you could Google it and it's, you'll see. So once I work through the emotion, right, it's, it's easier to get perspective. By doing that work, the rocks, they stop flying into the water. The ripples dissipate. And the end result from the thought record is that now you've got a fresh perspective. 
perhaps a way of viewing things that you choose rather than a way of viewing things that has been more triggered, you know, chaotic and automatic. You can now say, this is how I choose to think about this. It's more in line with my truth or the truth of the situation as opposed to some reactionary fantasy, you know, Tom's a son of a bitch. The very act of pulling ourselves out of the situation to look at it objectively is a way to actually stop the looping from happening. We're throwing less rocks in the water just by the very nature of the objective work we're doing. So time is passing by and, you know, the ripples are clearing. My personal feeling is that with ADHD, we sometimes need the time away from the situation to do the work. Our inability to regulate our emotions to the level that we'd often like just requires us to take additional steps in order to gain clarity, perspective, you know, make a more effective, positive choice in how we respond. Needing this distance from situations like these and these extra steps It's something that I now accept about myself. And, you know, I'm not trying really hard to, in the moment, be a person that I'm not. I just know, hey, this is my process. This is how I handle these kinds of things. And my hope is that for you is that you find yourself in this setup. If this resonates with you, then you can be cool with yourself about it. Be like, oh, hey, there's a process here. Nothing spirals us faster down the drain than wishing we were somebody that we're not or wishing we could do something that we biologically can't or physiologically we can't or is it biologically or physiologically? Uh, I don't want to look it up. Ah, please hold. It could be both. What do you know? Biology is the umbrella and physiology is a subdivision of biology. Both were acceptable answers, but I'm going to go with physiology, physiologically, because biology makes me think of frogs for some reason. I think it's maybe because back in high school, we dissected frogs in biology class. Maybe that's it. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with physiologically here. All right, let's move on. Let's summarize and we'll wrap it up. Emotions are nuts. Okay, cool. People with ADHD often struggle to put a lid on it. Obviously, we can benefit from easy ways to remember things. And I'm going to share with you guys a mnemonic device because that's what I'm learning in my psychology class right now. It's easier to remember things uh, oftentimes when you put a mnemonic device, which is basically an acronym. So I think the acronym that I've created for you guys today is, uh, which is spelled grammatically A-R-G-H. It's like ARG. You know, not like a pirate's arg, but just like A-R-G-H. That's how you spell it. It's a, ugh. and that's how we feel when we're in the moment. So what's the acronym? A-R-G-H. A stands for awareness. All right. We caught ourselves having a really big emotional response. R is remove yourself from the situation. G, get a grip. Do a cognitive behavioral thought record. Find out how you, what cognitive distortion is at play here. Look at the truth of the matter. See how you'd want, get a grip. And then H, how do I want to think about this? How do I want to feel about this? How do I want to react? That's ARG. And that's, <laughs> that's the ADHD Big Brother. It's a mnemonic, it's a new mnemonic, it's a brand spanking new mnemonic device for you. And I hope it helps you out. And if it does, great. And if it doesn't, put it in the garbage. And let's leave it at that. If you guys are getting value out of the podcast, please consider one or all of the following. You can treat this like a PBS uh, minus the tote bag. And you can financially support the show. The the link will be in the show notes to support the show if it's helping you out. 
And I greatly appreciate that. It helps me keep those monthly services going. And if you're enjoying these episodes, you want to boost the social proof of it all, you do that by rating it on uh, Spotify or going over to iTunes and leaving a review over there. That would be super helpful. And it puts a big smile on my face. And uh, and, and I saw Buddy Bun Bun, that's the actual name. I saw your review on iTunes that put a huge smile on my face, made my week. My kids and I were all like, hey, check this out. So thank you for that, Buddy Bun Bun. And and finally, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you later. Later.